Hello, hello. Oh, now it's working. <laughs> okay, welcome everybody. While we wait to get the slides up, um, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. How many of you here are familiar with soil blocks? Raise your hand. Okay, we got a few. And how many of you have no idea what a soil block is? Okay, good. <laughs> well, I'm going to share with you about them. <clears throat> um, while we wait, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I work on Bountiful Blessings Farm in Central Tennessee, and I've been there for a little while, and I do most of the seeding in the greenhouse for the whole farm. So we use a lot of soil blocks. Um, they are a lot of fun to make, and super simple, savvy soil blocking. Okay, so here's side-by-side -side pictures of some soil blocks on the left here and a standard plug tray on the right. That's the plug trays are what you commonly see in um, most uh, nurseries. Um, and what we're going to do is kind of take a look at, you know, what is, um, what is a soil block and why are soil blocks so amazing and then how do I make them? Um, so what is a soil block? Um, a soil block is made out of lightly compressed potting soil. Um, it serves as both a container and the growing medium for the transplant seedling. Um, let's just continue on. So why are they so amazing? So one thing you can see here in the picture is, um, does that look very root bound at all? No. So yeah, when you see a normal plug, when you pull it out, sometimes you see it's all root bound and the roots are twisted up because it just keeps circling around. So the cool thing with a soil block is that there's air in between each block. And when the roots grow to the edge of the block, they hit the air and they stop and they wait before um, growing out. Sometimes like these ones, you know, it's already starting to come out a little bit, but um, it still will have a much um, better head start. Um, Soil blocks, um, so yes, it promotes healthy root growth. Um, it gives um, more adequate space for it to grow. Um, sometimes in plug trays, the focus is to get as many plants as possible in the smallest amount of space. So sometimes plants don't get as much uh, space to start out in as they really need. So oftentimes soil blocks, you know, allows for more soil volume. And there's many different sizes of soil blocks. Um, one big one is there's less plastic waste. So many times, I don't know if you guys have gotten plug trays from the store, and um, you know they break pretty easily. You know if you're making a lot of them every year, then you usually have to get new trays every year, and you're just throwing more trays out. And so what's really nice is, um, you know, you have one tray and you can use it for years and years and years. So it's really helpful. Um, it's hardier when you transplant it out. So when you transplant a soil block out, since those roots have been sitting there at the edge waiting, um, you can you know, plant it in the ground and they'll get a much quicker start. Uh, they won't be set back at all. Um, they're also um, hardier for transplanting. Um, when we plant on the farm, you know, we try to be efficient. And so we'll have one person setting out plants and sometimes we'll just walk and kind of throw the um, soil blocks down on the ground like they don't break they hold together very nicely they're very sturdy and hardy you don't have to be very ginger and careful with them uh, which is really helpful for planting quickly okay so I'm going to share a little bit on how do you make them 
So all you need is a soil blocker, some potting mix, um, a container for mixing it in, and trays to hold the um, blocker or the blocks. Um, one really cool thing is you can use any tray. There's people who use cookie sheets, um, people who use just pieces of like polycarbonate, uh, people have made some wooden structures. Um, you can put soil blocks on anything you have. Um, but 10 by 20 trays are really helpful. So here's two different sizes. Um, these are the handheld soil blockers. Um, one is two inches and the other is one and a half inches, I believe. Um, and uh, so the one on the left here can make five blocks at a time and the one on the right makes four blocks. And you can just fill up a tray four at a time. It's kind of like, you know, building sandcastles and you fill a mold and then you tip it upside down and pull it off and you have your sandcastle. But here it's a block of soil. It's kind of fun. Um, so here's an example of a, what we do on the farm. We have a tote or a bin for mixing all of our potting mix with the water. And my favorite way to mix it up is with my feet. <laughs> uh, but you can use whatever you have on hand, um, a hoe or your hands, depending on how large of a quantity you're going to be making. Um, here you'll see what the soil blocks look like. So um, on the left is the standard soil blocks. You'll also see a stack of trays. So it's nice that they stack all together. Um, on the right, you'll see the mini soil blocker. These are very helpful for um, getting a head start on plants that are gonna be in a greenhouse for a long time. Um, so I think Paul mentioned earlier that um, tomato is an example of one that you would pot on. And so you'll start in these little tiny blocks, they're about this big, and you'll pot it onto a bigger block about this big, and then pot it onto another pot so you can have it for a long time in the greenhouse and get a really early start on tomatoes. Let's see. So for making them, you'll see here, this is the really big soil blockers. That one makes, um, can make 12 at a time uh, there. You're just gonna mix the uh, potting mix and water um, at a ratio of three to one. So you're gonna do three buckets of potting mix to one bucket of water uh, or whatever container measurement you use. Sometimes those two gallon buckets are a really nice size to, um, work with. Um, the idea is you're going to spread the mix um, a little thicker than the depth of the blocker. You're going to press it in quickly into the mix and you're going to look for water pressing out of the corners. Can you see a little bit of the shiny water in the corners there? So then that kind of shows you that it's filled um, accurately. Um, and then you're going to twist and tilt the blocker at the same time as you lift up to break the suction. Sometimes it will suck out one of your blocks and then you'll be one short when you press it out. So that's a tip. Um, and then, yeah, and I'll, yeah, I'll kind of show it to you, but basically you'll press it in and then when you um, pick it up, you're gonna kind of both twist it sideways and tilt it up and that kind of breaks the section. There we go. Um, so you're gonna scrape off the excess potting mix and you can do that on the side of your tote. Um, place the blocker in the tray, and you're just gonna raise um, both sides up to release the blocks. And I'm gonna show you a video on how that's done. And you just repeat it until the tray is full. Um, so I actually need to switch. I wasn't able to get the videos on here, so. Okay, 
here's just a video. Um, you can kind of see, um, I scrape it off there, put it in. You can see you pull the handle up. I oftentimes will do it a second time just to make sure that it's well filled. Um, Just keep watching the video for a little bit. One thing I will say is practice definitely makes perfect. So, you know, it's okay if when you're, when you're going at it that, you know, each of the blocks are different sizes and, you know, that's okay, that's normal. But as you go, the um, more you'll figure it out and you'll, get, you'll really get a feel for it. So, you know, I gave you the example. The principle is three to one um, for potting mix to water, but sometimes you'll realize like here, it's getting a little, it's a little on the wetter side. Um, and that's a, another good thing is if you're going to err on the side of more wet or more dry, stick with more wet of a potting mix. Uh, a fun way to test, I haven't tried it yet, I just read about it and I thought it was a cool idea. And that is you can throw the potting mix against a wall <laughs> and if it drips down, it's too wet. If it just crumbles and falls off, it's too dry. And if it stays on right where you threw it, it should be just right. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Then the other two things to be looking for, or the other ways to tell if it's too wet or too dry, is um, when, you, when you're pressing it in and you lift it up, if the, if the block just falls out, that's, it just shows that it's too wet. If you're really putting a lot of effort into making the soil blocks, um, and, and you're really pushing and no water's coming out, then you just know it's way too dry. Um, so um, let me go back. There was one quote I wanted to share with you, and that was, let's see if we go back to the beginning. Um, Elliot Coleman, who um, has really um, done a lot with soil blocks and is um, written a very, um, how, how would you put it? Um, if you want to learn more about, about soil blocks, just go read um, articles by him about soil blocking. But anyway, so he, he said this, I am convinced that the pest problems I often see on other farms are a consequence of transplanting seedlings already stressed from having been grown in the confines of multiple cell plug trays. Um, and that's an interesting thing I've heard from many farmers that when they go around and look at other farms transplants that they just don't seem as healthy when they're in the soil blocks as they do when, I mean, sorry, when they're in the plug trays as when they are in the soil blocks. Um, and so you can do some experimenting yourself to see if that's true. Um, let's see what else. I guess we'll just have a little bit of question time now and the rest of the time we're going to focus on, we're going to do a demonstration outside. And there's about 13 of you, I believe, that have paid extra to be able to get to do the hands-on part yourself and uh, that you guys will get to take a home a soil blocker for that. Um, so does anybody have any questions? Yes. Yeah, so the question was, do I use any specific uh, potting mix? So um, in the previous class, Paul Dysinger gave a, a recipe for potting mix, and I know he's used that for a long time. It works amazing for him. Currently at the farm, we get a gi um, giant bales of potting mix pre-mixed um, and it works well for us. 
I mean, I think you just gotta, uh, you can just see what you can find locally that's available to you. You can try out different recipes. I would suggest Paul's recipe. Um, okay, so he, yeah, so all of, um, all of the slides and uh, presentations have been recorded and they will be on Audioverse. So you'll be able to look that up there. Okay, yes. Okay, so these soil blockers have a little dibble in each of them, and I forgot to mention this. So um, you just put the seed in there, and you just kind of cover it very lightly with um, potting mix. They, there are two different types of um, dibbles. There's a normal one, and there's a, a block-shaped um, dibble that will allow for the potting on of those really little mini blocks um, into the slightly larger ones, and that also is a bigger size to fit larger seeds. Um, I do have two extra, and I believe the you can get them at the at Agra booth, and I think there should be some extra trays too um, there. But otherwise, you can get them on Amazon or from Johnny's. Um, yeah. Yes. So once you plant your seed, how do you water it? Um, so for watering, that's a very good question. Um, so we just use like a. Um, I can actually show it to you out there. There's a watering wand and it has like a shower head nozzle and you just fairly quickly go over it. You don't want to hold the water over it or it will kind of dilapidate the soil block. Um, but once the seed grows into it, it holds the block together very well. So you just do it lightly um, and kind of quickly um, until it's wet enough. Yes. So how long does it take? Yes. Now you can seed directly into the soil blocks, um, the soil blocks, right after you make them. Yes. And we've even tried it before, where we made the soil blocks and we just kind of left them on, left them in the greenhouse, and they dehydrated completely. And then we kind of set it in a tray of water, and they rehydrated, and then we seeded it then, and that seemed to work fine too. If you wanted to make some ahead of time, and yes. So he, he generally two inches on the sides of the Yeah. So the demo was it was a two inch blocker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And does this work for all kinds of crops? Yes. Um, so uh, Elliot Coleman goes into this um, more in depth. He gives a good list of what kinds of crops for what size block. Um, we kind of do it depending on how long you're keeping it in the greenhouse or in your house, um, wherever you're keeping it. So, um, like, and also by the size of the seed. So, like, for the biggest soil blocks, they're like three inches. We often do, you know, the squash and the cucumbers and watermelon and those. Um, <clears throat> but for anything that's, you know, going to be in the greenhouse a shorter amount of time, um, we will, um, you know, use a smaller block for that. So... Yeah. What kind of scales do you decide? Let me see if I can show you a picture. I'll just kind of show you a picture in our greenhouse of um, how, um, I don't really know how to exactly answer that question, but I could show you a picture of how many uh, trays of soil blocks we often have in our farm. Um, so... Here's just a section of the greenhouse. Um, so it has two sides, and there's also tables 
on either side. Um, so these are all of our spring brassicas from this year. Um, yeah. Okay, so for potting, potting up, um, we only pot up uh, tomatoes, peppers, uh, eggplant, and basil um, because those we do it in fairly large quantities. We start them all on a heat mat with those little mini soil blockers, and I'll show you that when we go outside. Um, and so there, you can start like you know 300 plants in a very small area and keep them at a warmer temperature than most other plants need, and then. They stay in the greenhouse the longest because we want to get them out as soon as possible. So if we can plant them like three months before they need planted, that's a long time to keep it in the greenhouse. So you just have to keep pawning it on. So a principle would be if you see your plants have filled up the soil block and you still don't have time to plant them yet and you know it's going to be a couple more weeks, then you would just pot it on then to a, a bigger pot. Basil. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, so what you just said is um, it's the same, it's true. Um, so we, we actually do cilantro and dill. Um, it hasn't been a problem for us. Do you find that when you water them, there's a Just, yeah, for watering, I think this gentleman had the same question. Just do it lightly, and you just kind of do a quick pass over it. We use um, a kind of like a shower head um, nozzle, and sometimes if you have a mister, that's another one. Uh, very fine mist um, also does well. Yeah, so you, you, you treat them the same as you would any plug tray, I guess you'd say. So it's just kind of the same principles as you've probably always done. Um, so the seeds, you just do, we usually do one seed per block. Unless we know the seed is old, then we'll do a second seed per block. Uh, and there are some, uh, depending on the method of growing you, you do, like one is we plant corn, and we plant four corn in corn seeds in one block, um, and then we plant it at a spacing that still gives you the same, um, each corn stalk will have the same square foot around it, but um, I don't really know how to describe that, but anyway, so we do corn, like that's four seeds, we do um, scallions or green onions, we do like 12 seeds per block, you know, um, whatever seeds, you know, do well. Um, bunched up yeah yeah so with soil blocks they do have a tendency to dry out a little faster than it would in a plug tray because you know the side each side is open to air um, so yeah you would just assess it um, you just I often will go through the greenhouse and I'll lift up all the trays and just kind of check the weight of it um, so you'll just you know mist it and it'll be nice and moist and then um, Later on, you know, you'll like every day during the summer. We do it every morning and sometimes in the afternoons during the summer. You just got to keep it moist. It, yeah, um, it's not like a. It totally depends on the day because if it's a really cloudy day or a cold day, you know, it's not gonna. It may not need watering that day. So definitely do it kind of by feel. So you wouldn't want to do bottom watering probably in the very beginning, but once the plant has gotten a little more established and filled out the block, yeah, you can definitely do bottom watering. Any other questions, or should we? Uh, you you do, bottom watering, yeah. Let you can do it later on once the plant is established, and you can kind of also learn by trial and error. You know, if you happen to do bottom watering and it's right in the beginning, you know, it may kind of hold together, or it may not, and you'll just remember, oh, I guess it doesn't work. <laughs> yes. Um, no, you you would just probably have to reseed. Um, let's see, what what's the time? Okay, we definitely. 
need to do the hands-on part. So, um, and we're all gonna just go out these front doors. There should be tables out there, and maybe it take a little bit to get going, but yeah, thank you guys. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.